0: Hi guys and welcome back to the podcast. So today we're going to be talking to Angela. Angela is going to tell us about her gardening story and how she started a garden for her husband who was in a serious cycling accident as a a place to relax and ended up getting a new hobby and actually realising that she could do gardening and building our own confidence and starting a new obsession with rosies so tune in and find out about Angela's story. Hi Angela and thanks for coming on tonight would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a bit about yourself?
1: Yes I'm happy to do that Nikki so I'm Angie Lewis um, I'm a director for people transformation at company's house here in cardiff but um also personally i'm an avid gardener so um saw your information on twitter and thought oh i'd like to be involved in that and talk about gardening because i can't think of anything more important and particularly gardening and mental health
0: mm-hmm. definitely i mean i think really it's, it's something i could talk about forever so how did you get into gardening what's your story
1: that with you so probably uh yeah it was six years ago um unfortunately my husband had a serious bike accident um so his bike fell apart while he was doing um a bellathon race here in um, south wales oh, no. and he ended up in hospital for three weeks um with some really serious injuries um and even when he came home after the end of that period it took probably about another six months for him that he had kidney cancer which he hadn't known about
0: oh my goodness
1: yeah so you could say the accident was a blessing I'm not sure we'd say that but you know so it was a really traumatic period for us all and um normally we would have just done our usual gone away in the summer you know we did a lot of holidays didn't spend a lot of time in our home really and because he was recuperating Um, I suddenly had some time on my hands to sort of look at the garden and up until that point I really hadn't I had this view that gardening was too difficult uh, I didn't have any skill or talent and that you had to be really like, I don't know, talented and clever to do things like gardening and it just seemed so scary but because um, he was staying at home and he was recovering and I was looking after him I wanted to have a space where he could recuperate and you know we had quite a big garden and I thought oh, I'm gonna just try and make it into a nicer space for him but also for me really as well because we had that sort of summer holiday where we would have normally gone away and we weren't going anywhere so it was a case of well if he's let's sit in the garden and at least enjoy it so I started really small with just some little bedding and borders um and I realized actually that I could do, it was just trial and error, and I could just practice, and I just loved being outside, and he loved being out there as well, but it just felt like just the quietest place in a really crazy time for us, and, um, it's just gone from there, really, so six years later, I'm absolutely obsessed, and I'd say he's quite obsessed, really, he might lie about that, but I think he likes it just as much as I do, um. things and just just magical and i can't believe I'm, I'm 53 that i only discovered this amazing hobby six years ago
0: wow what that, it's an ama- that's an amazing story and uh, when i when you'd messaged me at first saying your story about you and your husband and, and how you had started the garden for him i thought wow you know it it just shows the power of gardening, and I think what I relate with what you're saying. You know, I I said to my husband, you know, my husband did garden from when he was a a, a wee boy's papa. Um, had four heart attacks and then couldn't work when he was forty five, so he went into the garden and start like that started his garden because he couldn't get out to work, so he he started a garden and then he taught Neil, my husband, how to um garden and I kinda thought, Okay, I, I like to get the garden and the flowers but and I always said to my husband, Oh I, I want to learn how to grow my own food and and he was like, Well just do it and I was like, No but it's dead hard like because the thing is you want and, and and I love Monty and Gardeners World but you watch them and you think, you know Oh, they 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 know everything, they did great and and I thought, I can't do that and he was like, Why? It's it's really easy. I mean, oh you really just need to you need to learn how you need to learn how to do it, you need to care for them, nurture them. And he's like, It's easy, you could do it and it was he was actually a couple of years ago, like he bought me like plants, like strawberries and tomato plants, and he said to me, Look, I'm gonna prove to you that you can do this. And these are these plants, I'm going to give you these plants to look after for this summer because I don't work in the summer because I'm a, a child development officer. So I get the school holidays off and um, I, I loved it. And I learned like even just like how to take the, you know, the side shoots off the tomatoes or how to feed them and stuff. And it just gave me that kind of confidence. But really, I would say lockdown for me and um, like my husband, my I think my husband couldn't do the Couldn't do the gardening because like the the weeding so i started doing the weeding and i think i I actually realized a bit like you like when i was out doing the garden and the weeding i actually thought i actually feel better when i come in like it's not that you know sometimes you're out then your head can be going all over things you've got to do and then you go in the garden and you kind of forget about everything and i thought this is amazing and for me particularly lockdown where I live in, um, I live in Bells Hill. I live in Glasgow, but my mum, my dad and my family live like about 20, 25 minutes a drive away from me, even though it's, it, it's not... To me, it doesn't feel far away, but when lockdown happened and it was put into councils, like so we weren't allowed to cross councils to go to people, that meant I couldn't see my mum and dad for about a year, really, and, and more. Um, and I was shielding at home, so I didn't get to go to work. I had to work from home, so I was used to being with the public, I was used to being with the kids, and then all of a sudden, I was just in the house on a computer, like, and I thought, like, doing kids, slip like, folders and things, which was, was fine, I know how to do it, but I thought, it just gets you, sometimes you just sit in the house, and think, I just want out, and the, when we, we were lucky, we've got a big garden as well, so the greenhouse for me, um, was, I took over the greenhouse and thought, I'm just going to grow everything and see what happens, and because I'd, luckily, it just, like, fate, I think, that somebody knew that lockdown was going to happen, I got an allotment plot in the December oh. of 2019 and then COVID hit in March and it was like the next year and I, and I thought if I didn't have that, if I didn't have my garden, I didn't have the allotment plot to go and kind of be out in nature and stuff, it, I I thought, God, I don't know what I would have done because it would have been so hard, I think, and I think a lot of people really in lockdown struggled because of like there's a lot of people who didn't have gardens to be out they weren't allowed to go to the park and I thought god that... and then it kind of makes you think like how lucky you are to actually have a space, even if it, even if it was like a a balcony like Jason I don't know if you um follow him the cloud gardener he's on Twitter as well he's amazing, and he his garden is fantastic, It's like eighteen floors up. And he's, wow. he's just, he started that during lockdown because he's got anxiety and he wanted to just have something to focus on. And now he's he's absolutely loving it. He's got a YouTube channel. He's, you know, he's, he's just taking everything, he his confidence. Everything's just kind of been boosted by just like taking on plants and just learning about them. But I, I just think that that it's something that more people need to talk about more. And I think, we went to Gardner's World Live, I don't know if you've ever been to that in no. 2018 and i started kind of like looking into it. Like around that time I'd started kind of reading things about mental health and how like um like mud so that there's bacteria in the mud and when you put your hand in the mud, like it it acts the same as like an antidepressant tablet. It gives the same kind of feeling. Of like that for like your your endorphins and stuff as being as a, as medicine so it's actually better because it's therapeutic it's no it's therapeutic it's not medicine and Monty Don was speaking about his own depression because we had got tickets for him he was speaking one of the days we were down and he spoke about how the garden had saved him and I know he does do it a lot on the TV talks about um, how garden saved him because he was in a very deep depression. And it was a gardener that saved him. And he wasn't even a gardener. You know, he he did a different job. and now. But don't you
1: think, I I was thinking that part of this, that definitely, you know, through my work as well, because I work in HR, we've done a lot of work over the last four or five years about mental health and really trying to get people to be open, which we've done. But it was particularly, as you said, during lockdown, Nikki, that we, because suddenly everyone was working remotely, it was that sense of connection. So we set up like different groups. We've got a group, it's called Gardening and Giggles. um, And people share their sort of, um, you know, pictures of their gardens and they ask for advice, but it was just that sense of having a purpose and a structure. So I don't know about you, but every day, um, you know, I would go in the garden first thing in the morning and I'd look at, you know, I might do some deadheading, I might do some digging, I might do, and then I'd go work and then at the end of the day, I would go back out just to give some structure to the day but also that joy when something that you've um, discovered you know i'm obsessed with roses so i genuinely thought roses again were the most difficult thing in the world to grow and i genuinely thought that they only had one bloom and you know all these things that i had no idea about and then suddenly i got more and more involved and thought actually The only thing that was stopping me was me, and I'm a really confident person in every other aspect of my life. But for some reason, there was something, all these things that I thought I couldn't do in relation to something like gardening. And it's not even about being better than anyone. It's just that feeling of satisfaction when something that you have um, nurtured and grown, not only just flowers once, but flowers twice. and, and, And it's so beautiful that you just cannot believe it. I mean, I, I
0: think it's life-changing. Oh, it definitely is. Gardening, and I and I keep saying it, you know, gardening has changed my life, I think. And I didn't even realise that it was going to, you know. I think me and my husband always wanted to get our own house and we rented and we did. But when you're renting a house, you don't really put much into it because you put pots out and you think, that's not my house. And I could, you know, things could happen. I could get moved. The lake could go. I could move and... um. When we got our own house, we just kind of started to just kind of think, well, this is our garden, what can we do? And my husband, he likes designing things and building things, so he's great. But, um, yeah, definitely. I think that gardening and even mental health, I think, really, I would love. I know there's a lot of campaigns just now, but I think there definitely needs to be, like, it's great that your work has um, been doing it, but a lot of works don't really talk about mental health and how to kind of support somebody with mental health or like the signs, the symptoms, like even just things to say. Because I know that um, even me, I don't, it's my husband's got depression, and anxiety, but even me speaking to somebody like if I was having a hard day and work um previously, like one of my previous works, if I was having a hard day and I kind of expressed it, it was kind of people would give you negative the the wrong thing to say or you would just kind of think, oh, I don't want to say anything to them. Whereas I think people maybe just get a bit kind of, like, I don't know what to say, I don't know what the thing is to do, but maybe we need to have more, kind of like you are saying, like more groups and stuff for work, where it's like uh, a garden got, or something and doing yeah. stuff. and. So like, we've
1: got local communities, we've got gardening communities, we've got people who love their cooking, but we've also got mental health groups that are just... Amazing and um, bereavement group. There's we've got 26 different wow. types of networks, and so I to say to anybody, there's always something for you, whatever point you are, either in your life or if you've got a passion for something. And it's just you watch people, and they are so open and they're prepared to sort of talk about when things are going well, but also when they're not. Um, and I mean, more and more organizations are going down that route, but you know, ultimately, I think most of us it has to start with you doesn't it it has to start with what am I going to use to help me to get through my days and previously I mean I write poetry as well so I like to write poems I like to do read but as I said I've never really done anything that was sort of I suppose so satisfying in terms of seeing the results relatively quickly but not always because you have to learn patience you have to learn about disappointment because some things don't work you know, you have to learn about, ah, oh, absolute, just, uh, I mean, the delight, the, the amount of WhatsApp pictures that somebody will get if something suddenly appeared, but the fact that every single day you might see something different, and I mean, I haven't moved on to the sort of growing my own vegetables, group, but that is my next goal, and mm-hmm. I do want an allotment, um, but it's that just, I, I just use the, the same analogies when I'm in work, that, you know, the investment, the nurturing, if you you watch somebody
0: grow the way you, just this is exactly like plants isn't it if you give the time yeah definitely and I think um like through my work like I've learned about like kind of trauma and like ace awareness that was like a it was an American study that they were doing about like kind of trauma and how it affects you and it can even be before you're born so I know there's like um people who have also spoke about on TikTok, I follow a man um, who's talked about that his mum had like cortisol, like stress hormone before he was born, which they actually say led to him having anxiety. So he was born with anxiety because his mum had such a traumatic pregnancy and, you know, the home life and what was going on actually affected him before he was even born. And I think a lot of people don't even know the the symptoms of to think they've got anxiety. They just think, oh can't and you know I get a bit worried, I get a bit um I get a bit stressed and I think just opening up and chatting more about it. But definitely your work sounds fantastic that you've got so much things for people to like kinda do and talk. And I know it's hard, you know I think you know you can't always have things. Obviously, different lines of jobs are hard to always have things like this. But I think it should be something that's more kind of open because I think we all just need to be able to talk, and that's that I always kind of say. You know, I can see the signs in people. I didn't. I didn't originally until like we are going back years, I and mean, my husband got our first house and we we're decorating is when I started to kind of think there's something there's you know symptoms of. I'm not sure what this is. I'm going to look into it. Um, And I'd never... I hadn't experienced anybody with depression or anxiety before until I met him. But now I think I actually can see in people. Like, actually, it's like I can see things people can't see and they might just think, oh, they're just being moody the day or, or they, they're just away themselves. They you know. And I think you start to tune in to, like, when you know the signs and symptoms and, and you know somebody's no coping, then you can go over and say, are you all right? You know, do you want a wee chat? Do you want a coffee? And do, and I always say, like, I always say to people, you know, there's nothing that can't be fixed, you know. It might, it might seem bad, but there's nothing that can't be fixed, you know. We can always sort it out. And I think that the the, the the most, like, the people that I've met through garden, a lot of people talk to me about mental health and how it's helped their mental health. Or, like yourself, um like their partners or them have maybe had an injury or had cancer or you know and they say that the garden and the garden actually saved them and gave them kind of helped them get through it and I just think why are we not doing this more why is nobody like NHS you know they talk about you know what why is nobody putting this out more like in the in the in the media and the news and things, the gardening is so great. Cause I think it's you don't know until you're in it. Cause I, I would never have knew. You know I would have never have kind of thought. I would just thought you do the garden and that it you have a garden. That's what everybody does. But you don't actually realise the benefits until you actually start like following somebody or following somebody's story or somebody says to you like this has really helped my mental health you know and
1: i think though with schools i know my children's schools they um they did quite a lot about the community gardens um sort of I, I know some doctors are doing that sort of social prescribing where they again so up the road from me we've got like volunteer gardens community gardens which quite a lot of people who are probably a little bit elder elderly mm-hmm. they're amazing those talented gardeners you've ever seen they're putting things together so I, I think it's it's getting there but it's slow and i think one of the other things for me nick is that because sometimes um, you know people can have a really challenging time. But if you're just walking, you're in nature, you're looking at something, you're talking about gardens. It's just non-threatening in any shape or form, and and it just opens up conversations with people that you would. Well, I, I definitely opened my eyes to um, different people, meeting different, group, going to different things, whether it be a garden show, whether it be a, a festival. Um, I, I, we went. My husband. This is how much he's addicted now. He might. We went to David Austin Roses in um, up near Wolverhampton for the day a couple of weeks, a months ago. Oh, and it was amazing. You know, six hundred people going in to look at these just just magical rose gardens. So it's it, like it can help to shape your social life. It can help to give you exposure to things that you might not have done before. I just think. And as you say, you know, if you can get an allotment or you do, you know, then you'll meet potentially a community around that. I I just think, yeah, there are many opportunities and perhaps some of the, not the bad press, but there is this sort of label that, you know, only old people do gardening or, you know, it's a bit of an old fuddy-duddy thing. And yet you look through Twitter and there's so many young people, so many celebrities who obsess with their gardens. I mean, it has become
0: trendy. I think definitely. I mean, honestly, like at, when I started doing the garden and stuff, and I started, um, my my friend had said to me to start an Instagram and about my garden when I in um just when I got my allotment like last like in two thousand nineteen, he's like start out, started because out, I always kind of talked about it and I always wanted the kids to learn about it because where I work is kind of a deprived area and what I wanted was to give back to the community and I wanted to. You know, be able to teach them and their families, which I'm still trying to do because lockdown happened, so it didn't quite work out. But um, hopefully, fingers crossed now, like teach them, like them and their children, that they can grow their own food. So that, you know, if they're struggling to buy food, you know, you don't even have to, like I say to people, you don't even have to buy seeds. You know, if you've got a tomato, like dry the seeds and keep them. Like, so a tomato that you've bought, you can plant. And yes, okay, it's not gonna give you tomatoes like the next week, but you can you can start to grow your own food. So it's then it's saving you money. It's you know, it's yeah. then could be given to something else that's putting in and plus the nurturing, the joy and kind of community like inter intergenerational. And that's what I loved about um when I got the allotment for the kids at the nursery. one of the grands had came in and asked she wanted to work with the nursery or a school. And just see the joy of like older people getting to work with children and the children love them and they love the children. And particularly one that sticks in my mind last year was um, before the summer was a lady who hadn't, she hadn't seen her family. Her family were in Canada and um, she said to me, I haven't seen my grandchildren since COVID. And she went, see actually coming and seeing these children. She went, even though they're not my grandchildren, it actually makes me feel better because yeah. she was just longing to see, our, like, our grandchildren and just to be with children in the garden. It just, it, she said, it's actually lifting my spirits. Being with you, she said, because I come here and the kids are just so excited and they want to learn. And she said, it just takes my mind off the fact that I can't see my family. And I was like, wow, that that just... And I think sometimes you don't always see the impact. You don't think about the impact of little things, of how they can think help you're people. right.
1: And I think as well, it's that impact then as well when, you know, I'm sure you do the same. It's like, I think, you know, I get a bit more confident. I think, right, now next, what can I do? Or I can start maybe taking cuttings from my own and growing some more and then potentially I can give those to somebody else. So it gives you also a sense of giving back, which is that point you just made there, that you feel like you're making a difference to other people and that you're communicating the about something. but it's also i mean we do a lot of people through work do volunteering and they might go to um gardens in particular um schools or they might go to a hospice to do a garden because collectively together because it's that feeling of you're giving something back and that's what i mean when i'm on twitter and i'm watching people and they've said oh, i've got this from a cut in," or i do something I oh, wow that's the next thing i'm going to try and see how i go because I think as well what it gives you is a sense of keep
0: pushing yourself to just learn more. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree. You know, when I started growing, I, I was scared and, and I was saying, um, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and then like, so then now it evolves. So this is like my, technically, this is like my third, it'll be like my third kind of summer when like going into because I was, you know, you plan forward, so... Even though I'm going to do a bit of like winter kind of growing, but you plan forward. So like, it's almost like, you know, to me, I think you're not s- the same person because I could go back to that person who said, I don't know what I'm doing. I've got this space. Now my space isn't that big, you know, it's three meters by three meters and the, it which is tiny to me. I'm like, oh, it's it's quite small. But my husband was like, "No, that's big enough for." You. I mean, I've got the garden where I grow now as well. But he's like, "That's big enough for you," and he was like, "You'll be fine. You, you, you." He said, "You'll fill it." And in my head, I just couldn't imagine the first time I was going to do it. And um, I remember, like, the chairman coming to me, like, um, last summer and saying, your allotment's fantastic. (laughs) You've done a great job. And he's like, did you grow all that from seed? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, and I gave, like you're saying, I gave all the allotment members loads of loads of plants. Everybody, I think everybody didn't have to grow that much on the allotment that year because I gave them everything and I gave them out to, you know... I was like, give them to your, your, your family, give them to anybody that yeah. needs a plant, just give them. The... And it was great because then I thought I'm kinda helping the community and also yeah. the allotment that I had previously, um they did they usually sell plants but because nobody could get in, they were giving them away. So we took we hired a van, me and my husband, and we went down to our allotment and we filled, they filled the van, the, the, the allotment members were like, just take this, take this. And so my whole street is like, most of the people are older people. Um, there's a couple of younger people, like myself and my husband in a, another kind of house, which is younger people, but everybody else was older people who couldn't get out. And they were shielding. So we gave them, we gave them plants for their garden because they couldn't get out. And then that gave them something to do. And I thought, that's amazing that we've gave... Because they would never have had... They said, we didn't I think, we well, were going to get any plants this year. And it was amazing to see, look round and just see everybody's garden just, like, blooming. And everybody was excited. And every, every, it was just, like, a, a wee street community. And, like, everybody was kind of talking. Because I was saying in my last podcast to Maria, like, sometimes I think, like, in society we've lost a bit of community, like... You know when I was growing up. I mean, I'm 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 in my mid thirties, but see when I was growing up, in your street you knew everybody, and you would be you would go in and out each other's houses, and you would know the neighbor. But as now, I think because of the way society's changed, and everybody does kind of work work full time, that people just they go to work and it's just like that, and you forget, and it's not that anybody's doing it in purpose. You you go to work, you come home, and you forget about everything. Whereas we lockdown like we're just a wee kind of cul-de-sac so everybody was coming out and just like coming out and just chatting in the street and just like chatting about oh oh, I'm struggling I've not seen my family or I'm doing this in the garden do you know and I think it just kind of lifted everybody's spirits and for me I, I loved giving back to the especially when I knew people couldn't get out and they were like, this is amazing. Like, And then they were donating back to the allotment as well. They were like, give your allotment a donation because that's great. You know, they've they've lifted our spirits and we've got plants and we we're going to buy them anyway. And, we'd, and, you know, it's gave us something to get purpose, like you're saying. So, you know, the older people think, oh, I've got plants now, so I can go out in the garden and go and water them or deadhead them or just something to do and i think you don't even know it? It... it's that structure and
1: purpose and well interestingly on that point the one thing i'm trying to focus on now is the front garden because that's where you get those interactions with people and those people walking past with their dog who suddenly want to chat with you or um, you know and i love doing the back garden but that's just mine but when i feel sociable i'll go in the front garden and And then there's not one person who won't walk past and just chat or stop and just say, oh, what are you doing? Um, You know, what have you got there or something, you know? And I think that point about front gardens particularly um, and that ability to connect with people on something that's really (laughs) non-offensive and easy to talk about is important, isn't it? Because I, I just think that's the bit that gives you and it's that point that you were making there that as you it just gives you a confidence but I don't know I think I had this stereotype that people who did gardening were really serious old okay and um yeah they just took everything way too seriously which is not true at all
0: no definitely (laughs) definitely no I mean I think my husband kind of sometimes says like certain gardening programs are maybe not tailored um, to the everyday person. Sometimes, yeah. like he, like you're saying, he feels that you know, I couldn't do that in my garden. I haven't got the funds to do that. But show me how to, like you're saying, show me how to propagate a, a a rose cutting. You know that I can do with my rose. Sometimes I think and and it's not that in a bad way they're, they're doing it because there will be people out there that can do it that you know they're trying to do about everything but sometimes I think it gives an aura of yeah that not a, not the everyday person can just do it yeah. you know you have well, to then, have yeah. a degree and you have to know everything you're doing about it and you're, well, you have to have a lot of money and uh-huh. it's that sort of
1: and I do think gardening is is not about that but it's about challenging the fact that you don't like your point about the fact you do not have to have a huge space you don't have to spend lots of money you know you can still make a lovely environment and actually the only person you're trying to satisfy is you, you isn't it you to have a joyous place where you can sit but I think some of that I, I agree some of the, back, the, the um, programs that you see you just think well that's just ridiculous you know there's no way and also it depends what sort of life stage you're at you know so up until obviously my husband had this accident when my children i've got three kids they were younger so the garden was just about their play area and there was a little tree house for them and they had their um netball in the garden that's all it was really um not anymore <laughs> i did say to him if you have any grandchildren i don't know what we're going to do because quite frankly there is no space in the garden for anyone to play anymore it's everywhere <laughs> but
0: you know but then i think it's good like nowadays like well maybe they have always but like i've got i've got twin nephews and um, they're they're five so um like i started gardening with them so like I gave them plants, like, when I when I could get them when we were allowed to see them. I gave them, like, pumpkin plants. I gave them tomato plants. Uh, I gave them a cucumber. And that was all I gave. And I gave them a couple of sunflowers. And um, their mum was like, they really, they've really enjoyed it. So then that became, like you're saying, so that became that, like, my brother and, like, his girlfriend would send me pictures saying... Um, Oh, Auntie Nikki, look at my tomatoes. Oh, Auntie Nikki, I've done this. And, like, the kids then got a kind of... And then they ended up with their own, like, they recycled an old sandpit that they hadn't been using that was in the um, garage and made it into, like, a vegetable bed where they had, like... And they had strawberries and all that. And now they come over and they love, like, they love... They visited my allotment. um, And then they were helping me, like, when they were here in the summer there. They were... And they went, like, we went to Dobie's. And, like, they picked a plant and they were like, oh, I like that, that flower, that's that's lovely, I like that flower. Whereas, and I think that's what you need to do, is kind of start with kids young. And I think the whole, like you're saying, the whole thing of... And I, it, I did hear it not that long ago on my not my own personal Facebook, because, obviously, my name is... I've got a garden... I do a gardening name. It's not my actual... Uh, I say Nicky Gardner, but that's not my name. But, um... And someone had kind of commented on my own personal Facebook saying um, about garden. Oh, I think I'm I'm doing gardening. I must be getting old. And I said, it's not just for old people, you know. It's not that I'm having a go at eating, but, you know, kids can do it. Everybody can do it, you know. And I think you're right. I think there is kind of a stigma that... And it's kind of changing now because when you look at, like, Frances Tophill and stuff, who are young um, and in the Beach Grove, there's quite a, a lot of young people that are coming out and they're young and I think that's what you need to do is it's, it's all right to garden in fact I think it's a good thing to do because the thing is we've got to stop using so much waste you know
1: yeah sustainability. We,
0: we were we were watching a program last night about waste and um I got a free compa- compost bin off one of the allotment um members from other allotments she gave me it for nothing I mean, they they're not that expensive. They're like twenty pound. But she was getting rid of it, and she said, "Just take it." And I was like, "We really need to start doing compost. Like just even yeah. for the fact that you're. I mean, we've we've got a brown bin that goes to you know that goes and gets recycled. But I thought even if we could start doing a wee bit of our own compost and we're using yeah. our own food, we've got we've got rabbits as well. So you know, even like you can use rabbits um, poo to kind of fertilize. Like your soil and stuff, so there's oh, lots of that. things. I'm you, you. Um, straight there for that. I'm so sure there's lots, there's lots of things you can do, and I think we need to kind of think about how we're kind of living in the the world and think it's us. I mean, where I'm I, I'm in my thirties, and if we have kids, you kind of have to think, start to think about what kind of world are we leaving. For the people that are going to come after us, because it's all right saying, oh, there's loads of plastic and stuff, and it'll be all right, it'll be fine, and think, oh, how will will be here, but then what kind of world are you living? And and the and they were saying in the program as well that, um, about fish and that we actually might be eating tiny bits of plastic and fish. I wouldn't be surprised. And I was like, I was so shocked, and and you know. You can only do we were me and my husband were having the discussion last night about it. It was like, Oh, that's terrible and I'm like I know and I'm like that's terrible. Then but you can only do so much. You can only do and that's what I was saying to him was if we try and do our own wee bit and recycle and then if we do our own compost not everybody's gonna do it, but at least you're doing your bit and you can say, yeah. Well, do you know what I've done it? If you get if you've got like my husband was saying, if we have kids, we're teaching them, you know, not to waste stuff. And I think that's that is a something that's lost, in the new generation is that. When I was young, if you broke something, you just didn't get it replaced. You know, you would have to save, you'd have to do pocket money. Your mum would say, you can't just get a, like you can't just get a new phone. You can't just get this. You've got to Nowadays, I think people just replace things, and it's there's no sense of that's broken. I won't fix it. I'll just put it in the bin. Whereas yeah. I remember, like my grandpas and and stuff, and even my dad, like when I was wee, like I'll try and fix that before I buy a new one. Whereas nowadays people just want to throw it out and just say, I'll just get a new one. That. It's fine. I'll will ju- just get off the internet, and I think we're kind of losing that whole kind of thing of it's just it doesn't matter. Just waste it. We'll just it will just get replaced, and I think that's kind of what hurts me because I love animals as well, is that you're thinking that you're harming you're harming the wildlife you know and even like my my husband's a a landing building severe and we had a conversation about houses like how many houses are getting built and I said you know it's kind of sad in a way because we're actually taking wildlife's habitat away from them for us to live do we really need all these fancy houses I mean it's just houses are just getting put up everywhere and do we actually think about, well, if we're putting houses up, what are we doing for the, what are we doing for the environment? What are you putting back into, the, into that area for Did the wildlife? Did the David
1: Atford thing yesterday? Yeah.
0: Did you see his programme? That's what we were watching. And we were <laughs> it was just like, sometimes I think it just makes you think, I just want to just go out and just use everything, reuse everything, and recycle, and you, you start to get quite kind of upset about it. And I think when you are, like, passionate about, for me, like us in the garden kinda attracting like wildlife, the bees, the butterflies, yeah. even the slugs. I've had to learn how to live the to love the slugs because we have to do that
1: because I can't
0: do that. I I, I didn't at first, but I've, this year I've thought, you know, I just have to do it. I just have to l- let them be because I thought, you know, I see at the end of the day, I can't say I want butterflies, bees, um, like little caterpillars and then go i don't like the slugs so the slugs have just to go and well I it's think- the
1: caterpillars the caterpillars have sent me over the edge because of course i love butterflies but the caterpillars were eating my roses so i was trying to transpose them off the cat- the roses onto other things that i didn't care about as much but um i had tons of caterpillars i don't get as many slugs but i did have tons of caterpillars
0: and yet- um ah. i have a butterfly I do like butterflies and I had tons of caterpillars and they kept, they've they eaten all of my kind of broccoli. It's not really it's not really damaged it in any sense. It's still growing because um, I know some people had kind of commented saying, get rid of that. And I was like, no. And the thing is as well, because we've got the rabbits and we've got a puppy, so you can't really put like no, stuff. You couldn't put stuff in the garden because the puppy could eat it. And then you've got to think, if you're spraying stuff on things that I'm going to feed to the rabbit that's then putting poison into the rabbit so really you're just kind of so we've we've just we've not used any pesticides or anything this year well I
1: made my own that was an exciting moment where I made my own from an organic pesticide for roses which Mm -hmm. seemed to work but I think it didn't really I think it was just because I was out there all the time (laughs) making sure there was no black spot but did it, but um, I did try, again, that's sort of things you learn, don't you? You think, I'll try this, I'll, I'll try something different. I'm not going to buy all this, you know, chemicals. I'm going to try something, um, and it, it helps. That's what I mean about you don't just do your garden. You're learning about things all the time. That's what I always say to people. I said, it's like the the best education because you just, everything, science, biology, <laughs> you know, organizational skills. It's just, I like your point there. You're thinking, right? Okay, planning. I'm thinking about what can I keep keep the color in the winter. What do I want next summer? In the spring, and you're constantly. I mean, the skills you develop, amazing.
0: They definitely are, and I think you just don't even realise that you're going to develop them. I think you just like, I'm a wee bit like you. I just kind of thought, um, I can't do that. Like it's too hard. they will just And then I think, see, once you start doing it, you actually just it's just amazing. It's really well. It's just
1: obsessive. That's, it. that's the problem. And then I think I don't know whether I can work because it takes <laughs> up too much of my time. Well, like, I need to spend
0: more time. That uh, I found I found when I went back to work after being like shielding and then it was the summer. So when I went back to work, I hadn't been at work since March to like this was August, mid August, and I was like, I, I just want to be in the garden all the time. I'm, even when I'm at work. I'm thinking. I want to be outside. I want to be in the garden. I want to. I want to do some gardening and work. It was just like it was just starts taking over your life. You're like I, I, I need to be at the plot. I need to do this. And I think that's just the amazing um, power of gardening. And it's and it's great to see the people I've met. I mean, it, for me, it's been amazing that that I've done things and met people that I never thought I would ever meet. And even doing this, speaking to you, like I... I I never thought I would do this. This would this is not something I would ever have imagined that I would have been doing. Speaking to people from like across the kind of the UK, um, like people in America. I've, I've I've chatted to them as well, like on 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 uh, YouTube and on Instagram and stuff. And it's just like it brings you just a whole big community of like people that you didn't even know it existed. Just kind of commenting and helping each other. Uh, it is, it's fantastic.
1: And also, I think the thing definitely for me about gardening Twitter group is just inherently people are just lovely. There is just, they're just decent, kind, caring. It's just a beautiful sort of lens of social media for me. Um, and because originally when I went on Twitter, it was just for work and just work things. And then I thought, oh, no, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm far more interested in the gardening. Than I am anything else, and I think, yeah, it just gives you exposure to people that just remind you of the positive uh, benefits of things, but also good human
0: nature. Yeah, de- yeah, definitely. I think that gardening people have been more positive to me than anything. I think I know you can still get the odd negative comment, like you know, which is inevitable in life, but um, I gardening, I feel. Twitter and Instagram has been brilliant. People have been so kind, so caring, so, like, um, just encouraging as well. Like, people encourage each other and say, well done, that's fantastic, look what you've done. And I think it just kind of makes you think, wow, I have to... Even you, Like you are saying, even yourself, you're like, oh, I grew that. Like, even if it's a tiny seedling, you're like, I grew that. And you always get a new leaf and stuff, and it just gives you a whole lease of life. But um, you also know
1: that when you share that, people are going to understand your joy. Mm -hmm. I think it's that you find this community who will totally understand it. So when I see a post from someone who says, oh my God, you know, this has popped up and I thought it was never going to appear or they share something that you can tell, they're just thrilled about it. It always makes me think I'm not quite so weird as I thought I was when, you know, you run in and you think, oh my God, oh my God, I didn't think that
0: was ever going to happen. I don't think I don't think anybody understands apart from a gardener. If you're about like your posts of like, oh look, I grew this, like because if, if you're not a gardener, people will just look at you as a, uh huh, a plant. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 yeah, as it's good to share um, and chat with people. At least you'd all my own social media, like so. Really, it was just family and friends and work colleagues and past work colleagues I had on, um, like my own personal page. I don't have any personal. Page now my social media is all gardening, so like I I don't see anything else really apart from my husband's <laughs> social media, um because he likes cars as well, so he he likes cars. So He's they always say you've got to have two hobbies, so I've got um I like playing golf, as well. I like watching the golf. So that was another thing that um I didn't think I could do because I just thought you have to have some skill. You have to be Tiger Woods. I thought, I can't do that. Um, and my husband got me lessons and I just took to it. Like, the the instructor yeah. was like, wow, you're amazing. <laughs> like, you don't need a lot of teaching. You're a an natural. And I think if you just... I, that's my attitude now in life is I am just try things rather than just saying I can't do it. Whereas before I would just say I can't do it. But I think I know I've I have kind of spoke about it. I don't think I spoke so much about it on... Twitter but on Instagram like I talk about like I have like I have got low self-esteem but it's got better over the years um but gardening has actually helped me because I would never have videoed myself or even been chatting to somebody on zoom I didn't know um the allotment um I I used to hate new people even though I'd work as a like with kids and parents like I'm fine I was fine with that because I could that was my job So I was fine, I could meet new people, the kids, but I hated new places, I hated new people, and I hated new things because it was almost like a fear or an anxiety kind of, of meeting people and then thinking, oh, I don't know anybody here. Whereas now, because someone said to me um, at work uh, on Friday when they were talking about about the podcast and they said, "Um, do you know these people you're talking to? And they're like, no, and they're like, how did you meet them? And I'm like, I just met them online. And they're like, well, you've never ever met them. And I'm like, no, I just talked to them online. I just like would comment or like message like I've never met these people. And they're like, Wow, you don't know these people, and you're just talking to them about gardening. And I was like, uh huh, that, that's what that's what you do. And it is it's, it's amazing. See, it's made me bloom as a person. Um and sometimes it's all like you're saying, like, I, we started gardening for my husband for his mental health but then it ended up helping me as well, like and yeah. the things that it's brought to my life. Um as well. It's just amazing. And I just I just love garden I could actually just speak about gardening all the time. Cool? I I love your enthusiasm and I think that bit, you know, particularly with your job, the fact
1: that you can influence so many young people but also as I said, as you say, you know, it, it just gives you a different outlet, but it also can help with so many other things, particularly as you say about anxiety, self-esteem, just, that's what I mean, I, I just, well, I'm like you, I just think, oh, just give it a go, just try it, you know, and, and once people do try it, I just think, yeah, you tend to see lots of other by-products of it in terms of, like I said, different skills, but also confidence, because um it is something that you can talk about with people very quickly um but also just it links so much with what's going on as you said in society so sustainability climate change the fact that we've got care for our planet it all fits doesn't it so it couldn't be a better time and finding purpose and structure is it so important for people it really is and more and more people will be working from home etc so having something else as well to focus on i think will make a difference
0: definitely i mean i think that that's what it needs to be i think there needs to be more of a um Maybe a, more of a kind of flexible work-life balance as well, I think, that, you know, people have worked from home and maybe they've got more family time, they've got more time to go and walk the dog or, um like you say, go out to the garden. Because, like you're saying, if I was working from home and I was, like, typing away, which I'm not used to because I'm used to be, like, running about with the kids and doing stuff and painting and then being stuck in front of a screen for, like, eight hours... If I had a, if I thought, I've had enough now, I'm going to go in the garden. I'm going to go and check on my plants that are growing. And then you end up going in. And see, when you go out in the garden, you always go out and you end up just deadheading or doing something or watering something. And then you think, oh, that was an hour and a half ago. You know, and then you go back and do your work and finish off for the rest of the day. Whereas sometimes, like, obviously, when you're so focused in work, you just think about, I've got to get this done for work. I've got to get that done for work. And you don't actually stop to take a rest for you, cause and do you know it's true? I've seen it. I've seen it. The the um, quote many times, but people always say if you don't look after you, then you can't look after anything, anybody or anything exactly. else. So, if you don't start looking after you, then how are you going to do your job? For but any. That,
1: that moment when you're in the garden and you can't, you know, sometimes I think I'm my best ideas you know it's just that there's nothing else there except the birds singing and you just think you're flowing through ideas or you're thinking about things and I don't know it gives people that time to sort of regroup or as you said you might not focus on anything the only thing you're focusing on is getting rid of your black spot or dealing with something that's on your you know a deadheading I love deadheading within an inch I just love
0: it so, the, sorry, so just does just my it. husband. He's always like, look, that needs dead because of it. He's got arthritis. My husband as well. So sometimes he can't always like he can't like do the garden for the kid. He'll say to me, "Can you help with deadhead things?" And he will be like, "That needs deadheaded. Look, he'll look at the deadheads. So we need to go and do that." And I'll be, like "Oh yeah, yeah." And uh, and and but then he always says to me, and I I've, I've, I'm getting the hang of it now. If you keep deadheading, it will keep flowering for longer and so longer. True. Like, I do yeah.
1: it's so counterintuitive, isn't it? You feel terrified, and then suddenly you realise it's so true, and you just think, this is amazing. I'm gonna. Do-. So you know, I'm really brutal sometimes with the roses, the sweet peas. So last year I did sweet peas; they were such a failure. Honestly, how can anyone go wrong? I could not grow them, love nor many. So I was learning about. And people were giving me advice on them. Anyway, this year, I had some lovely ones, and everyone said, don't forget to cut them, don't forget. And I really struggled with that idea of taking my flowers and putting them in a vase. I really struggled with it. But actually, you have to. You have to if you want them. And so all these things, I just think, oh, now I've got sweet peas that smell beautiful, and they're in my house. And even better, I can give them to other people.
0: Yeah. It's just uh-huh. I amazing, mean, isn't it? It's amazing. Like, one of my work colleagues, uh, my friend, like, he, he's just got a house and he's never had a garden. He didn't even have, he, he literally didn't have any space to grow. He had no veranda, no balcony, no nothing. And um, him, him and his girlfriend got a, a garden. And so he, he was all excited and he texted me and he said he had a rose. And he said, so he texted me a picture of it and he said, what do I do with this? And I was like, right, you need to deadhead it. You need to put it in new soil, like, deadhead it feed it, um and just cut off the all the heads off it and um like a week later he, he sent me a message um saying Look, look at my rose I did everything you said and now it's grown, it's got big roses and you know, it was I was like, Yeah it's just so easy like so he's kinda although he's got rabbits too, so um his rabbits get out like whereas my rabbits they they get out, to run about in the house, but they've got a run, but I don't let them out. I'm just not that confident letting them out in the garden. They've got a big, massive run, but they don't get run free. But his rabbits get free, so they keep trying to eat his plants now that <laughs> he's, he's nurtured. So now he's not too happy because now he's got a cage. He's like, I'm putting a cage around him because I try to eat my roses down. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I, was like, I don't have that problem. I have had it in the house when I've had house plants, big house plants when we first got the rabbits but um they they started nibbling the um the one of the houseplants but they've kinda stopped that now. We've got the stopped, But yeah, it is. It's amazing. It's fantastic. Um just the things like that, you know, that's just something that you don't even like somebody else has then got the, the joy of like they've got a garden and they've bought something and you've gave them that tip and then you've gave them the confidence to go oh, I've done that and I've looked after that and look at it now and it's all nurturing. And I think you, like you're saying, you start, but you affect other people. So, yeah. and then, I you think know, you. Uh-huh, I mean, and it's like yeah. a big a big thing where everybody kind of helps each other and you just think, wow, that's amazing. But definitely, and I, yeah, like you say, me working with the kids and seeing the kids, the difference from when I started working with the kids and talking to them about seeds, to like today when I was chatting to them, we had pumpkins and we opened them up and um, I was like, what, what, what did the seeds do again? And they were like, you put them in the soil and then, you, then they need sun and then you water them and then you, you need to make sure that we look after them and then they'll grow a new pumpkin. And I thought, see, when I, before I started that, a lot of kids in that nursery didn't, they didn't yeah. know. They'd say, I don't know what, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Whereas they're like, that's a big seed. So it's like they've kind of learned that, like the kids that were there and the ones that went to school. um, And even like the parents, like on the Facebook page and stuff, they were kind of like sharing that they'd, I gave like uh, in work, we did a thing where like my management, I took an idea to them. And they gave out soil and seeds. So during lockdown, parents were video... I did a video of me with the same seeds, and then they had the same seeds, and then they were videoing and sending pictures to me through the, the nursery Facebook saying, oh, look, my sunflower's grown or my dahlia's grown or, like, because they were growing... They asked me what kind of flowers to grow, and I was just kind of putting my kind of favourite ones. And it was great just to kind of... And it gave them something to do and kind of feedback as well. So you kind of start new gardeners by just... Be it spreading it with everybody you've and you've just got
1: to keep doing that and keep spreading it but particularly if you've got that influence over young people it's you know it's so powerful and just so positive isn't
0: it it definitely is it's it's fantastic well I'm going to I'm going to let you go and say thanks for chatting I've, talking to you. I've enjoyed
1: um, yeah you're just a little inspiration I love that I love that the impact that you can have on so many people and now I'm definitely getting on that list for a an allotment
0: Oh, you do. I mean, you may it may be. A, I, I, I think it's just a fluke. I think someone.
1: For
0: oh, you, yeah, they said here. I, 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 I was told the same because I had I got an allotment through the nursery, originally where I worked, um, and then, like, I put my name down for a lot, where I lived, and then randomly got a message through the door saying to phone about getting a space where I live, which is literally five minutes walk. Like um, I could walk, and the guy said to me at the time, "I'll put your name down, but it'll be a long wait." So I said, "Oh, I've got an allotment. I'll just wait." <laughs> the years, literally, like that was before that was before COVID. So literally, like that's what it is, like a year and a half. Um, but luckily, to get in there, they just yeah. like that. I, I and I wasn't going to because it was inside at first. I wasn't going because you you get a poly tunnel. And then they've got bigger spaces outside. So what happens is, I'll, you get your poly tunnel, and then you get your outdoor space as well. So you've got both. So it was like, the woman was like, um, you know, if you're in the door already, and I'm like, okay, I'll just take it. I don't care. I'll take it. And so, which is was it was hard because it meant I was I was leaving friends and community. Although I still get to go because the nursery has got a plot where my old plot was, but. I'd made friends and stuff, which i still keep keeping contact with. But it just means that I was kind of moving, um, my stuff. So, but yeah, definitely. But thanks very much for coming on, and then. I'm
1: lovely to see you,
0: and it's been lovely speaking to you and meeting you. And I'll speak to you on Twitter again. Definitely. Thanks so much for listening to the show this week and thank you so much to Angela for coming on and sharing her her story and her husband's story and about how she became obsessed with roses. Thank you so much to everybody who has come on the show past and who is booked to come on the show. I can't thank you enough for coming on and speaking about mental health. You are helping to end the stigma and helping show others that you can come along and talk about gardening and how it helps your mental health and that it's good to talk so thank you very much and the next podcast we will be speaking to louise who you may have seen on gardeners world with her fabulous white rose garden tune in next week